This is episode 235, Reclaiming Your Sexuality and Getting Over Body Issues with Heidi. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you again for listening. If you haven't had a chance to leave a rating and review for the show, why don't you head on over to iTunes and do that? It takes less than a second to leave a rating and maybe just a minute less than that to leave a review. It means a lot to me and a lot to the show. And thank you to those of you who share about the show. I see so many of you mention it on your Instagram and Facebook posts and in your stories. Always be sure to tag me so I can reach back out and send you some purple hearts and thank yous. It means so much to me to see the show spreading. And welcome again to all of our new listeners. I'm really excited for today's episode. We're talking about sexuality. It takes us a while to get there in the call. So make sure to stick around. I think it's about 10 minutes in that we start to get into it. And it's not something I've covered a lot on the show. And doing this episode inspired me to talk about it more. So I'm going to be bringing on some experts in the future, more in the field of sensuality and sexuality, because I think that that is a very, very important topic for all people, especially women. I know I have women and men listening to this show. And I know that's a very important topic for all people. You know, even though this is a woman that I'm talking to about sexuality, I think that both men and women get shamed sexually, have a lot of questions about it. And so I'm going to bring on some people to talk about it. So stay tuned for that. It'll probably take me, you know, a couple of weeks or months to, to get the right people together. Um, but I already have some people in mind. So. Before we dive in, I want to share a couple things with you. First of all, on March 18th, my husband and I are co-hosting a live virtual coaching session on love and relationships. Doesn't matter what your relationship status is, we're going to talk about all things related to love, dating, marriage, sex, all the all the love things, even a little self-love. So if you want to join us for that, it's only $20. It's on March 18th at 5 p.m. Pacific, but you can join from anywhere in the world even if you can't come live because it is recorded. But if you come live, then you have a chance to be coached live by us. You see us on video via Zoom, but we only hear your voice. So you can be in your pajamas. So join us at christinehassler.com slash group for our special session on love and relationships. Also, we are teaching a retreat in Austin, Texas, September 24th through 27th, a breathwork and lifework retreat called Love Amplified, all about your relationship with yourself your relationship with others, and your relationship with your higher power. It is going to be epic, epic, epic. I'm so excited for it, and I'm really excited to teach in Austin. So join us for that at christinehassler.com slash Austin. Before we dive into the coaching session, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, Third Love, and they do bras differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day, with the right kind of support, Third Love helps her do this. So what I love about Third Love is they design bras to fit you, not the other way around. They've designed with measurements from millions of women, their bra sizes and styles to fit your life. They have over 80 sizes, but they know that only 
one matters to you and that's the one that fits you the best. So to find out what fits you the best, you can take their fit finder quiz, answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. I actually love taking this quiz. I honestly didn't know my correct bra size until I took this quiz and ordered the size that Third Love suggested. I was a half cup size and it made a world of difference. I was like, oh, wow, this is how a bra feels when it actually fits. It's actually quite comfortable. And Third Love backs every one of their bras with their perfect fit promise. You have 60 days to wash it and wear it. If you don't love it, returns are always free. And if you do return a bra, Third Love donates all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over 15 million in bras. That's amazing. And you know that you are going to have a bra that's made for your comfort with memory foam cups, no slip straps, and smooth scratch-free bands with a printed label. So none of that tag scratching on your back. It's hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own. So here's your call to action. Their love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove, dot com slash over it for 15% off today. Like I said in the opening, our call today covers a lot of ground, but what we really get into is sexuality. And I work with Heidi on starting to reclaim her sexuality and feel safe as a woman again. As you're listening to this call, consider, do you have any body image issues? Have you ever had an eating disorder or is it something that you even struggle with now? And no matter how much work you've done on it, you just can't seem to be totally free of it. Like you make progress, but then you feel like you take steps backwards or you sabotage yourself. It just seems like an ongoing thing. Also, were you raised in a very strict religious or repressed home? Were you shamed at all as a child or a teenager? Do you experience a lot of pleasure in your life currently? And a personal question for you, do you enjoy sex? Is your sex life something that could definitely be better? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my very powerful coaching call with Heidi. Heidi, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thank you for having me. My question is around uncovering the block that I feel around fully healing my relationship with food and my body. I've been in um, recovery from an eating disorder for about a year and a half, but I've kind of spent a lot, a really good deal of my life in treatment and hospitals and all sorts of stuff. And within the last year and a half, I've kind of taken my power back, um, found my passion and teaching yoga and working on indigenous reserves a little bit kind of on the side, Mm -hmm. but there's still, I still feel a sense of, um, almost sabotage with food and with my body. And I know it's deeper than that, right? I'm, I know it goes beyond that and I'm not just not sure what that last piece is. Mm. Well, what have you learned about this Mm -hmm. pattern so far? In terms of where um, it comes I've from. Learned, and... mm-hmm. It was my, as far as a kid growing up, I um, was raised very religiously and it was definitely my freedom. It was kind of how I used my voice. It was everything, actually. It, 
It was freedom to me. It was how I used my voice when I was sick. What do you mean it? Do you mean eating food? What's the it that you're talking about? You're saying um, it was the eating freedom. disorder. What was the eating disorder? Anorexia. Anorexia. Okay. So when I was kind of down that road and not eating and over-exercising, all of that, that's when I felt like I actually had a choice in my life. You felt like you had control. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a piece around my dad. Um, he has a lot of trouble with depression. And when I was sick, he would actually improve. You know, so I know there's some things mm-hmm. there too. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I've always had wonderment about if there was anything in my past that kind of caused me to feel unsafe just because I did get very almost OCD as a child. So, yeah. What do you think there could have been? Pattern. I have no clear memories, but mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder a lot. Yeah. And I've kind of worked with a counselor on that, but never gotten to the bottom of it. And it's hard to even talk about because I don't have any clear memories. So I doubt myself. Right. But I just know that as a child, there was kind of a turning point for me where I did not feel safe. I started checking cupboards. I started doing all these different behaviors to try and make me feel safe. So what were you looking for? What do you mean you were checking cupboards? Um, just things like I wouldn't have a bath without checking all of the cupboards and making sure there was nobody in there. Okay. Even if the cupboards were too small, like I just that fear around safety. Okay. And what did you fear the most? Um, that there was somebody in there. Somebody in the house. Somebody watching me. Mm -hmm. Somebody watching me. Yeah. Okay. Especially like when you were more vulnerable, like in the bathtub or something like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When my when my mom wasn't around to protect me kind of thing. Were your parents together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. was your relationship like with your dad? What was he like? Good. We always, it was an eggshell relationship. So I really wanted to please my dad because when he was happy, everything was easier, right? Because when he was depressed, he would just be quiet and wouldn't talk and we wouldn't really see him or be able to interact with him. He wasn't really present. So yeah, we always walked on eggshells to try and make sure that we didn't upset him. Um, And we really wanted to like, we would go above and beyond kind of to try and please him. Mm. Were you the oldest? (laughs) Youngest. Youngest. How many siblings? Mm -hmm. Two older sisters. Okay. And how old are you now? Yeah. 33. Okay. Ah, 33. That's your mm-hmm. Christ Buddha year. I know. It's so exciting. This is yeah. the year I'm magical. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's also the year that we make some strong pivots in yeah. our belief system and what what drives us, you know, or what inspires us. And I can feel that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it seems like you've lived a very fear-based life for a lot of your, your life. And so now, how does the eating disorder show up? Do you slip back into anorexia? Do you binge? What happens? Um, more just restriction. So I'll do things like chew excessive amounts of gum to kind of, mm-hmm. I think it partially deals with anxiety and also, you know, to not eat. Um, I'll slip, I could slip into over-exercise really easily. I'm at a really healthy weight now, and I have been for quite some time, so... Um, but there's a fear around gaining more, right? Mm-hmm. It's still, yeah. Right. What does some, having so much control over your body do for you? Makes me feel safe. Does it really? Um, 
How do you define safe? How do you find feeling safe? How do you know when you feel safe? Because if I if I feel uncomfortable in my body, like I've gained more weight than I'm comfortable with, then um, ooh, then I don't have anything. I don't know. It's hard to describe because I will, if I wake up really anxious and really upset, but I don't, but I can look in the mirror and know that I'm not too big, then I still find comfort in that. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have that, then I feel like my anxiety and everything's off the chart. Well, it seems like it's it's less about a feeling of safety and more about how you manage your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you've mm-hmm. internalized the relationship that was there with dad. You pretty much walk on eggshells right. with yourself. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. You've done a lot of exploration. You've worked with a counselor. Mm-hmm. You've looked to find something that makes you happy in terms of teaching yoga mm-hmm. and things like that. Do you remember ever a time when you felt shame about your body or when you oh, were yeah. shamed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. As a, um, as a teenager, I always felt shame around my body, around the way I looked um, because my parents were very religious. There was a lot of like, I wasn't allowed to cut my hair or wear makeup or have earrings or have a TV. So there was a sense of not fitting in always. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I always kind of hated that I didn't have a choice and that I, yeah. And I felt, I felt big. I don't know. It's hard, kind of hard to even talk about. Cause I know that life is right. I know that life is so much more than that. So I almost feel shame around saying that I was that caught up with my body and that I still am yet. Well, it's not really, I know that, it's what, this is yeah. just a thing. That's, that's playing mm-hmm. out in, okay. in regard to the, the deeper issue here. And so you don't ever yeah. want to judge, you know, we all have, I was saying at my women's retreat, we never want to like shame our issues. <laughs> you know, we already right. have the shame and then mm-hmm. we shame our issues on top of it. So we, we never need to shame it. I was, mm-hmm. um, a left field question for you. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship like with your sexuality? Not good. As a child, do you remember what it was like or as a younger girl? Um, Shame, very much. A lot of shame around it and a lot of just like confusion Mm -hmm. because the way I was raised, anything to do with sexuality was like, do not even say that word. That is bad. You don't Mm -hmm. have sex until you're married and only then to make children. And there's nothing... um, empowering about it and we need to hide all that kind of feeling. Hide. Okay. And do you remember mm-hmm. as a kid, cause as, as kids, even little girls, like we have sexuality, there's things that make mm-hmm. us feel good and turn us on. And it can be very confusing, mm-hmm. especially if we're raised in a very mm-hmm. repressed household. Do you remember ever having those moments and being shamed for that or thinking you had to hold all that in? Um, remember glimpses of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, now that you say that, yeah, I remember. Okay. Anything specific come to mind? Not really. Just more like exploration as a child. Mm -hmm. And knowing it was kind of wrong in some way. Yeah. 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 Feeling guilty. Feeling Mm -hmm. guilty. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you said your relationship now with your sexuality is not great. Tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I... 
love my husband and yet I have a hard time showing any form of sexuality or being yeah I would honestly I don't (laughs) it's hard to even talk about I don't really like to even think about it okay do you enjoy having sex no okay Okay. No, I actually find it kind of painful and um, shameful. Right. I don't know. I I feel weird around it, and I'm I'm not 100% sure why, because it's not him, right? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So circling back to what you said about you don't know if something happened, you don't have a clear memory Mm -hmm. about it, Mm -hmm. but you have a sense. Sometimes a sense is enough. And we don't need to know the details, but maybe something did happen. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? Maybe just the shame around your sexuality mm-hmm. and your naked body and, and, and all of exploration and pleasure and all those things. Maybe just that made you feel dirty and yucky. Who knows? But there's, mm-hmm. there's something there that has completely disconnected you from your sexuality. And I have yeah. found that oftentimes when there's so much obsession with body... Mm-hmm. And so much wanting to control. It can come from a variety of things. And we've talked about a lot of them on this show. A lot of times it can come mm-hmm. from chaos in the household and wanting to control something. A lot of times it can come from a very critical parent. Um, but And sometimes it can come from shame regarding our body and especially our sexuality and wanting mm-hmm. to like repress all that and just become very kind of body obsessed, but in the, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like that energy has to go somewhere. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And it can turn, if it's shamed and judged and told it's wrong, it can turn into like a body obsession. Mm -hmm. Is this making Mm -hmm. sense to you? Totally. Yeah. And yeah. What were you going to say? Just a sense of I'm okay if yeah, I'm at this certain point, right? Yeah. We'll finish that mm-hmm. sentence. I'm okay if what? I'm okay if I'm underweight. And I think that some of that is connected to not being a woman. Right. 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 Being that almost under. So like, you know, you almost look like a teenage boy. Exactly. Almost past her. There's nothing sexual or voluptuous or any of that, right? Now you're on it. Because a lot of times if there was shame, if there was abuse, if there was any of that, it's like, no, 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 no. I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't want breasts. I don't want to be a woman. I don't want any of this. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. want to stay asexual. Yeah, exactly. And that's always been my, yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. maybe part of what the eating disorder has done in terms of protection is it's kept you mm-hmm. asexual. Because you thought yeah. that was dirty and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I struggled big time with, like, I have a two and a half year old, and I struggled with being pregnant and with after I had her because I was more voluptuous, right? Right. Well, you were, I mean, there's there's nothing like being pregnant to prove you're a woman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely need a woman's yeah. body for that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, to me, it's like you've done a lot. You've done a lot of work. You've done a lot of analyzing. And to me, you know, you asked me what the deeper issue is. My sense is it's about your sexuality. 
And it's about reclaiming that part and re-exploring that part. And Mm -hmm. there's, there's therapists called pelvic floor therapists. There's also somatic sexual healers out there, but if you want kind of more clinical, they help women who have pain during sex. Cause you know, just like any mm-hmm. part of our body, our, our womb can carry a lot of pain and it can get knotted up. It just like, you know, like I have, a, I flew yesterday and I've got a terrible knot in my neck. <laughs> we can have mm-hmm. those knots mm-hmm. in, in our womb as well. And so that can make things very painful. And also just, it can come from a mental, emotional pain. You know, you shaming your womanhood for 30 years can create a lot of pain points in there that are mental, emotional. And there's, um, you know, part of being in a body is enjoying our sexuality. And I think if you really enjoyed sex and enjoyed your body, you'd be less obsessed with how it looks Mm -hmm. and more concerned with how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I've always wondered, um, any time that I have had a more intimate relationship with my husband, like kind of, you know, right after we got married, things like that, I actually did become less obsessed with my body because I kind of could see the beauty of it rather than just it being a part of another part of me to control. Well, yes. And you also unleashed that sexual energy that all this obsession about your body suppresses. It had an exit route. Yeah. And when it doesn't have an exit route, you sabotage and you go back to old patterns. Mm-hmm. And I think that the biggest belief that I would take on as a mantra is it's safe to be a woman. It's, it's safe, safe to be, to be in a woman's yeah. body. Oof. Yeah, that's it. Cause it's hard to even say. So try it right here with me. It's safe to be a woman. Take a deep breath, take a deep breath and put your hands right on your second chakra, like right, right on your female parts Mm -hmm. and breathe deeply. When you're ready, say it again. Safe to be a woman. Mm -hmm. It's safe to be a woman. It's safe to be in a woman's body. It's safe to be in a woman's body. It's safe to feel good in my body. It's safe to feel good in my body. It's safe and okay to feel pleasure in my body. It's safe and okay to feel pleasure in my body. Mm -hmm. How's that feeling? Interesting. (laughs) At first, when I put my hand there, I was wanting to judge, like, oh, too squishy, right? Like, just the typical kind of for me. And then I could go, I felt like I could go one level deeper and almost see my reproductive organs Mm -hmm. when I was saying it. Mm -hmm. Or the sense of womanhood, right? Yeah. Having my hand there. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's so unfortunate that you know, culturally we've put more emphasis on how we look and thought that being a beautiful woman is about being a certain size or looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. But the beauty and power of being a woman is the miraculous Mm -hmm. things our bodies can do. Yeah. And that's, 
Yeah, I feel like if I can get to the root of this, there's so much that I can offer as far as other women too, right? And that's kind of my, that's what drives me. Well, Heidi, we're at the root. This is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You disconnected from and shamed your sexuality. Yeah. And your body is more of this... um, thing you control than a mm-hmm. thing you enjoy. You're outside your body looking at it, criticizing mm-hmm. yeah. it, <laughs> fine-tuning it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like I got this image of this person who's always working on this house, you know, like mm-hmm. cleaning the windows and sanding things and making sure everything looks perfect, but never like walking in the house and sitting down on the couch and enjoying it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And so this isn't, this isn't about balancing what you're eating and how you're exercising. That's gotten you this far in terms of managing Mm -hmm. the eating disorder and the obsessive compulsive stuff about the body and good job. Like, look how far you've gotten Mm -hmm. and how beautiful that you have a husband, you have a child, like you've, you've done like You've gotten very, very far with this and you could survive for the rest of your life like this and it could continue to get better and better and better. However, if you don't really unlock your sacred sexuality, you will never feel like you're thriving and you will never feel truly free. See, it's Mm -hmm. like you said earlier, when you had the, when you're in the anorexia pattern, it made you feel free and it made you feel like Mm -hmm. you had a choice. It's like you feeling like you have a relationship with your body is what makes you feel free. Anorexia was just the best thing you knew how to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now it's reconnecting to your body in a way that makes you feel truly free. Yeah. And so I would... I would start to really research and look for resources, healers, people that can help you in this area. Um, yeah. Somatic work is very good. Um, okay. Dancing, like, you know, doing something that gets you back into your body. There's so much out there on healing our sexuality. Um, and, and I could give you a lot of resources, but I really want you to use your own intuition and really pray for guidance in terms of the right healers and teachers coming forward. I also mm-hmm. would encourage you to put a little more intention into your sex life with your husband and really set up scenarios with him where you can experience pleasure together that doesn't actually lead to intercourse. Where where you know you can just go in and feel pleasure and maybe massages or, you know, touch each other with a feather or eat chocolate very slowly Mm -hmm. or listen to great music or breathe together and, and do whatever feels good to you, knowing that it's not going to go to intercourse. Because if that hurts you right now and doesn't always feel good, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to totally relax if you know that's coming. Mm-hmm. And then start to reconnect and build intimacy and find, because I think a lot of times people get very lazy with sex 
And we forget that we have a lot of other parts <laughs> and that sex and pleasure is not just about actually active sex. It's about so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel a lot of shame around even talking about it. So even having that conversation with him, I find difficult mm-hmm. because it's not about him, right? I love him deeply um, and I don't want him to take that on. Well, how would you have the conversation? How would you start it? I'm not sure. Try. And I'm going to help you. Um, that I want our relationship to deepen. And I think that us getting more in touch with our sexuality or me getting more in touch with my sexuality is how we can possibly deepen our relationship. And right now, for me, that really means spending time together and connecting in ways that don't lead to intercourse Mm -hmm. just to find that connection beyond so that's not what it's all about and so that I can find pleasure in my body with him by my side Mm -hmm. yes that's beautiful and I'm just going to coach you a little bit um yeah and I also want to bookmark when I'm saying when I'm thinking about it it's also important that you find self-pleasure that you set aside times where you can set the scene for yourself and you can just be with your body in a way that feels good to you. You know, light some candles or take a bath, whether it's brushing your hair or touching your, you know, like it feels really good to me when I touch the inside of my arm very slowly, you know, and just connecting with your own body and just being like, I'm safe in this body, safe in this body, you know, cause it's like, in this body, yeah, Yeah. whatever (laughs) happened, you know, it's, it's, the memory may come forward. Maybe nothing did happen. Maybe it was just a combination of walking on eggshells and all those kinds of things and yeah. feeling shamed and, and often a, a highly religious repressed household. That's enough. Mm-hmm. That's enough to do it. So I don't want you to go on this expedition for what's the root issue. What's the cause? Mm-hmm. I want you to go toward mm-hmm. the healing instead. Okay. Instead of digging. And really it, it, the core issue is you've disconnected from your sexuality. There it is. Boom. We found it. Okay. So just let that go. And coming back into your body, because when we disconnect from that, we don't feel safe. You know, that's, that's the biggest reason we don't feel safe in our body is when the sexuality is, is in any way threatened or shamed or physically we're hurt. Right. Yeah. So for you, it's taking that time to really just feel good in your body. Even in yoga, I want you to like focus more on your breath. And when you're doing yoga, make sounds, you know, like I love triangle pose. And when I go into triangle pose, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) it just feels good. Mm -hmm. So, so that's one. I want you to, to really start setting sacred pleasure dates with yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then with husband, men respond very well to assignments and understanding things. So my suggestion would be, um, does he know you listen to this podcast? Yep. Okay. So I had a conversation with Christine and we discovered some interesting things about, you know, Mm -hmm. I called in asking about all the stuff I'm dealing with, with the body. And I'm so excited because together we got to a a real core core issue and Mm -hmm. It's something I'd like your help with. Actually, it's something I need your help with. Can Mm -hmm. I tell you about it? And be real excited. 
about this discovery yeah. and then say, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, I've learned that I've really disconnected from my sexuality as a child. I think it was growing up in a religious household and that's part of the reason I'm so controlling with my body and, and why I, you know, I'm not always interested in sex and, and I want to be, I want our physical relationship mm-hmm. and our intimacy to be a beautiful part of our marriage. And so I need your yeah. help and here's how I need your help. And then mm-hmm. explain to him what you'd like. Mm-hmm. So bring yeah. that, bring that excitement and bring that rather than I've been thinking and I want this, you know, it's, it's really contexted and I've made this awesome discovery and I need your help. Not in the sense that you're putting it on him, but that like, he's got a cool assignment. Yeah, for sure. And I know that, yeah, I know that's his wish too, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. He so wants to connect I know to you a that disconnect. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, for anyone, men, women, doesn't matter. We want to see our partner pleasured. We mm-hmm. want to see our partner mm-hmm. enjoying. We love someone. Mm-hmm. It feels so good to see them feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I've done on that note, I've done a lot of seeking. Yeah. Right. Like, and you feel, I feel guilty about that. Yeah. And you don't want to do that anymore. It's not a useful emotion. It's not. And, and I really encourage you to stop doing that because it reconditions the, if there Mm -hmm. was any abuse, it reconditions that pattern. Yeah. And the other thing about reclaiming our sexuality is, about saying, mm, stop, that doesn't feel good. Or can we try this? Like right. taking dominion back right. over your body and, and moving around or mm-hmm. stopping things or slowing down or not just laying mm-hmm. there and waiting for it to be over. Yeah. And that's why I have, right? Because he's the type of person that does want me to see pleasure. And so right. then it's like the faster I fake it, the faster it's over. Yeah. So if um, that if that piece wasn't there, then there would actually be real connection, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm excited too. And I, yeah, it's nice. I really like that you can say, this is the root issue. You yeah. know, let's, let's, let's quit searching. Cause I've done everything. I've done Reiki. I've done, you know, like I've done everything. And it's always kind of this like searching for something. And it's nice, nice just to be like, here's how you move forward. How do you feel? And this does feel feel really calm, actually, and empowered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Calm and empowered. Isn't that interesting? Because you said the same thing about how the anorexia used to make you feel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, like, I'm just, like, closing my eyes, picturing myself just, like, having a bath with beautiful Mm -hmm. candles and, like, because I've never even got a manicure you know I've never I've always been like I'm not a woman (laughs) just kind of yeah so just that picture of just being able to be like this is actually a beautiful thing yes yes Heidi you are a woman and you Mm -hmm. are a sexual being and you deserve pleasure and it's safe to be in Mm -hmm. your body Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to use those mantras too I like that safe to be a woman safe to be in my body. Yep. 
Is this helpful? Yes. Very. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I deeply, deeply want to acknowledge Heidi. We went to some very personal, vulnerable ground and she did so, so willingly. And Heidi, I have goosebumps as I say this. I know, and I actually have tears in my eyes as I say this. I know that you helped a lot of people, especially a lot of women, but I know the men listening to that call got something out of it too. So just a deep bow to Heidi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I covered so much in the call, so the breakdown for today won't be especially long. But what this call really made me more aware of is that being connected to our bodies and experiencing pleasure is so important. It's so important. And I know that there are a lot of people doing such great work out there, helping women and men get over eating disorders, love their body, fall back in love with their body. And I think that one piece that's often left out is the sexuality piece. You know, you heard Heidi did so much work. She's done a lot of therapy. She's eating indigenous food. She does yoga. She probably does affirmations. She's probably read a lot of self-help books, but there was a huge missing piece of actually experiencing pleasure in her body. And I think that when we don't experience sensual, sexual pleasure, when that part is a little dead or disconnected or not fulfilled, we're not being satisfied in that area, then we're going to look to food for that kind of satiation. I just think of it like, think of those times when you're so in love and you're in that infatuation period with someone and you can't take your hands off each other. You don't think about food, right? And even Heidi admitted that when she was in the falling in love period with her husband, where they were more physically intimate, she wasn't thinking so much about her body and food. So there is a connection here. And so for those of you who have been struggling for a while with body image stuff, even eating disorders... I encourage you to heed some of the advice that I gave Heidi and start to explore this area of your life. Start to really explore sensuality, sexuality, and pleasure. So specifically about Heidi, you'll notice that I didn't dig too deeply about her past. Both she and I had a sense that something probably did happen. I don't know if it was abuse. It could have just been As a child, she was exploring one day or she was pleasuring herself as a little kid and someone saw her and she got shamed. And that's why she was always freaked out that someone was watching her. I mean, the thing is, we don't necessarily need to know the specifics to be able to heal and move on. She senses enough and knows enough to know that she disconnected from her body. And the only way that she felt safe because when we're disconnected from our body, we don't feel safe inside of it. We have to exert some kind of control. The only way to feel safe is to exert some kind of control. And for her, it was the anorexia. It was managing the food. You know, the other thing that she talked about was the eggshell relationship with her dad. And she very much internalized that, you know, she walks on eggshells inside herself and only feels peaceful and only feels safe when she's at a certain weight. So when she's controlling 
And, you know, we could have talked about our past. We could have talked about our bad dad. We could have talked about confidence and self-love. What we, when we really, we really started to get somewhere in this show when I asked her about her sexuality and she started to share about how she grew up in a very religious, very repressed household. And there was a lot of shame around her body, around sexuality. There was confusion. You didn't even say the word sex. You know, she said there was nothing empowering about it. And so as a young child or a young girl, she started shaming herself as a woman. She didn't feel safe to be a woman. And she internalized a lot of that. And now in her grown up life, she doesn't enjoy sex. It's even painful for her. And this is very common for a lot of women. And I talk about this at a lot of my women's retreats and even with my girlfriends and with one-on-one clients that a lot of women do experience pain during sex. It doesn't always feel good. And just like, you know, when you go to a body worker or you have a massage and you have a knot in your neck or a really good body worker helps you release emotional pain from your shoulder or your back or something like that. You know, we store some emotional pain in our reproductive organs as well. And that's why I recommended her somatic therapy and a pelvic floor therapist. And pelvic floor therapists can definitely help release some of the, the tension and trauma internally from our body. And everything I'm saying here is a buffet. You take what resonates with you. My intention is sharing as much information as I possibly can to help you. So if you're resonating with what I'm saying, if you related to a lot of what Heidi said, maybe there is some sexual healing in your future. Maybe you have disconnected from your own body and from your own sexuality. And so it's important to start reintroducing pleasure in ways that feel safe with you. Heidi was lucky to have a loving husband that she can explore this with. And my encouragement to her was to start to explore it without having the result of actual sex. So she didn't have to worry about that. So she can gradually just start to experience pleasure. And if you have a partner that you feel safe with, I make that same recommendation to you. If you don't, then just start to experience pleasure on your own. You know, a bubble bath, lighting candles, touching yourself in a way that feels good. And it doesn't have to be sexual. It can just be sensual and pleasurable, but especially if you struggle with food. You've got to find another way to experience pleasure other than eating. Otherwise, how is it ever going to feel resolved. You know, it's, it's natural for us human beings to want to experience pleasure. We're in these physical bodies and part of being in a physical body is getting to experience pleasure. So find a way that you can really, really do that. And also the affirmations that I did with Heidi could be incredibly powerful for you. It's safe to be a woman. It's safe to be a man. It's safe to be in this body. It's safe to experience pleasure. You know, start affirming things that make you feel safe in your body. And part of that also is having boundaries physically. If you're in any kind of intimate or sexual situation and something doesn't feel good, stop it, give direction, take a pause. Don't shut down though. You know, you don't, especially if you're with a partner, you don't want to shut down your lover or make them wrong. You can just gently say, mm, that doesn't feel good. Let's try something else. But don't just lay there and take it. That just reinforces the dissociation from your body. 
and you'll never feel free and safe in it if you continue to allow yourself to experience things sexually that don't feel good. So quick tangent here, I also mentioned the age 33 and thought it was interesting, and this was a total coincidence, that we were talking about Heidi being 33 and this being episode 133. So the age 33, you can Google it. It's significant in that it's the year Christ was resurrected. It's the year where a lot of spiritual teachers had their awakening. I think it was the year that Buddha had his awakening as well. And it really is a year of awakening for a lot of us, a year that we make some pretty significant shifts and get more clear about who we are and what matters to us. So those of you in or around that year, or maybe if you were a little bit older, you can kind of look back on that year, but it's just another cool little tidbit. And like I said, if you want to geek out on it even more, just ask Mr. Google. He's got lots of information for you. So some takeaways. First, if you've been dealing with an eating disorder or body image stuff, take an inventory of how much pleasure you're actually having in your life. And maybe if you up the pleasure that could really help you be free of the body image torture and the eating disorders. And a reminder, you don't need a partner to experience pleasure. Start to really create pleasure dates with yourself and make yourself feel good. You deserve it. These bodies are meant to feel good. Some resources I recommended, somatic therapy, pelvic floor therapy, dancing. Dancing is a great way to get in your body and kind of turn on your sensuality. Tantra is another great thing. I actually studied Tantra for years with a teacher named Dawn Cartwright, and she has some online programs. With Tantra, do a lot of research. Um, you really want to make sure that any Tantra you're studying is with a very clean energetic teacher. And I don't mean just clean and hygiene, but clean in terms of there's definitely a spiritual line of energy. And you can also do Tantra at home. There's so many online programs. There's great books. Just start to get curious about it and put more intention into your sex life. Make it more of a priority. A lot of you listening, maybe you've been with a partner for a while and your sex life has gotten kind of boring or non-existent or kind of routine, like it only happens on a Tuesday night. Get a little more creative, get a little more playful and just notice that when that area of your life is more fulfilled, is more juicy, is more lively, either if you have a partner or not, that you experience a lot more joy and you have a lot more energy. So that's the biggest takeaway here. Enjoy being in a body. Stop disconnecting from your physical experience. You know, again, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So enjoy that human body. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. I look forward to your thoughts on this one. Much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.